0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, January 24th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Foreign ag workers now face vax mandate. AFBF undercuts livestock bill and exports start fast. Vaccine mandate for foreigners could challenge U.S. farms. The Biden administration is temporarily imposing a vaccine mandate on non-citizens entering the country, which could pose a problem for farmers. The mandate will apply to farm workers holding H-2A visas and also to truck drivers crossing the border. What matters? Well, farm groups say the most workers who were here last year are likely already vaccinated. The mandate could make it harder to get new workers into the country. Although a significant number of H-2As return year after year, not all do, said Michael Marsh, president and CEO of the National Council of Agricultural Employers, speaking to AgriPulse. He says demand for H-2A workers is likely to grow sharply this year on the order of the 21% increase in 2021. Marsh says it's harder to get vaccinated in rural areas of some countries. And some workers who got vaccines that aren't approved in the U.S. may have trouble getting revaccinated. Zippy Duvall, president of the American Farm Bureau Federation, says the mandate, quote, will limit agriculture's ability to grow safe and nutritious food without a robust and stable workforce. Crops could also be left rotting in the fields. Keep in mind. The Department of Homeland Security decided against exempting essential travel from the mandate, citing, quote, the rapid increase of COVID-19 cases and the increasing availability of COVID-19 vaccines. Farm Bureau deals heavy blow to market reform bill. The American Farm Bureau Federation announced opposition Friday afternoon, to a cash trading requirement for cattle that's a key component of a Senate market reform bill, making it even more difficult for Senators Deb Fischer of Nebraska and Charles Grassley of Iowa to get the legislation out of the Senate Ag Committee. The Farm Bureau position echoes the sharp regional divide within the cattle industry over-contracting practices. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association is expected to debate the issue at its meeting next week in Houston. China starts review on fate of distiller's grain duties. China's Commerce Ministry is preparing to decide whether to renew its steep anti-dumping and countervailing duties on U.S. distillers' grains with or without solubles, and a lot of potential trade hangs in the balance. China announced last week that it has set the review process in motion and will be accepting public feedback through February 7th, that according to the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. China was the largest foreign market for DDGS from the U.S. before the Commerce Ministry levied the steep anti-dumping and countervailing duties. The U.S. exported 6.5 million metric tons of DDGS to China in 2015, worth $1.6 billion. That's according to the U.S. Grains Council. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. EDGE believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to Agripulse Daybreak. U.S. grain export sales gained momentum in early January. Export sales of U.S. corn, wheat, and sorghum all picked up in the second week of 2022, That according to the latest weekly USDA trade data. Nigeria led the way in commitments for U.S. wheat, buying over 101,000 metric tons, about a third of the overall sales of 380,000 tons plus. Japan and Mexico were among the primary corn buyers in a week that saw total sales reach about 1.1 million tons. And net sales of U.S. sorghum hit a 21-22 marketing year high, afforded 77,500 tons for the week of January 7th to 13th. Sales were primarily to China and, quote, unknown destinations, which could also turn out to be China. Chinese buyers even purchased 53,000 tons of sorghum for delivery in the 22-23 marketing year. As for fiscal exports, the U.S. shipped over 391,000 tons of wheat during the seven-day period. That's a 52% increase from the first week of January. About 1.3 million tons of corn, a market a year high, and 163,300 tons of sorghum to foreign customers. GOP senators press Reagan on pesticide decisions. Four Republican senators have told EPA Administrator Michael Regan they're worried about the, quote, problematic direction they say the agency is taking on pesticides. After a Zoom call last week with Regan last week, Kansas Senator Roger Marshall, Iowa's Chuck Grassley and Joni Ernst and Indiana's Mike Braun issued a joint statement criticizing EPA's overly conservative political decision to revoke food tolerances for chlorpyrifos, as well as December's unrequired, not mandated report that documented dicamba damage complaints. They also criticized EPA's assessment of the impacts of glyphosate, atrazine, and simazine on endangered species, and the agency's stated intention to reevaluate an aquatic plant life benchmark for triazine herbicides. If the EPA restricts some of the most widely used and basic weed and pest control products, then our food production will be set back decades and will all but eliminate agriculture's ability to store carbon in our soil, the Senators said. We don't think that EPA is sufficiently engaged with USDA, the registrants, and growers to fully understand the implications of their decisions. ERS, NIFA lost much of black workforce and move. Staff diversity took a steep hit when USDA's Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture were moved to Kansas City, Missouri in 2019. That according to an analysis by the Union of Concerned Scientists. In 2020, one year after the move, just 15% of NIFA's workforce was black, down from 39 percent in 2018. UCS Managing Director Charlotte Kirk Bayer says in a blog post accompanying the report. Similarly, ERS lost over half of the agency's black employees between 2019 and 2020, he writes. The two agencies currently have 521 employees, nearly 200 fewer than they did before the move. USDA didn't immediately respond to a request for comment on the report. Here's today's She Said It. We will continue to advance this proposal to ensure a fair and transparent cattle market for our nation's cattle producers. That's Senator Deb Fisher, the Nebraska Republican, responding to the Farm Bureau opposition to a key portion of her cattle market reform bill. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, January 24th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.